This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And Luke, we just closed out a couple weeks ago, but we just closed out our fourth year Crazy. of the podcast, of which we just had to do some math. Yeah, before getting wait, we, we first thought it was the third, then it was the fourth. Over 300 episodes and hundreds of guests with over 50 interviews just last year alone. We thought it'd be a good time here in January to take a look back at the best of the best in 2021 and share some of the clips from our favorite interviews, some of our favorite golden yeah. nuggets. So and it was very, very hard to this choose. Was like a it's stacked year. Yeah, I mean, crazy good year of interviews and it's still hard to choose. I still go, oh man, it's it's almost like you don't even have a favorite interview. It's just like, man, I have so many golden nuggets yes, yes. from all these interviews that I would love to share. But yes, this is going to be awesome for you guys to hear. Yeah, really going through the list and we pulled kind of a preliminary list of people that we wanted to feature and it was such an amazing list. It was hard to trim it down, but we each chose four to feature. We're going to do a little bit of a clip show here with our best podcast. Yes. You each chose four. We <laughs> each chose four. Oh, I thought you only said four. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. We have eight <laughs> clips total. We have eight clips total. I wanted to yeah. make sure I was right personally before you only did four. And I don't know about you, but I kind of went through and thought about, all right, not only what, you know, the overall interview, but then what were some real kind of things that stood out to me or have continued to stick with me since we've done those interviews. Our yep. first clip that we're going to show is Coach Michael Burt. He was episode 215. And in this clip, he really talks about this idea of the prey drive. Uh, can you tell us a little bit what is prey drive? Well, prey drive is prevalent in animals, specifically dogs. A dog has a prey drive which is the dog's ability to stalk, capture, and kill prey. And someone used that term loosely in a conversation probably three or four years ago to me. And I, I said, humans have a prey drive, right? Like it's really what I've been doing for 28 years, which is activating that prey drive. And I first did it as a championship basketball coach, now as a business coach. But that's really what my whole life has been about, which is flipping the switch. You know, and that's the title of the new book, Flip the Switch, How to Activate the Prey Drive in You and Your Team. So Prey Drive is an instinct to see something with the eyes, optically, or in the mind, the imagination, and have the persistence and intensity to pursue it. There are components to Prey Drive. It has to be activated. There has to be a persistence to it. There has to be an intensity to it. Then there are what I'm calling five activators of that drive. And that's really what the book is about. And I use those activators to try to help a person find another gear. And what person in America doesn't want to activate this drive, right? It is an instinct to pursue. It is an instinct to see something and go get it. It's an instinct to get up every day and, and, and really go out into the marketplace and try to win. And unfortunately, lots of people have either never found it or it's gone dormant. Or it needs to be re reactivated on a, on a pretty consistent basis. Because when you study human nature, people start with good intention, i.e. their prey drive is activated. They, they, they fail to follow through for whatever reason, lack of discipline, lack of environment, lack of accountability. And then they experience guilt. And that guilt is associated with grief. So the ability to, to activate and reactivate your instinct, your prey drive to pursue your potential every day is a very important thing. Without this activated, it doesn't matter how you explain your service. It doesn't matter how you sell. It doesn't matter how you follow up. It doesn't matter how you attract, uh, try to attract referrals because the reality is you just don't have the mojo to get up and go get it every day. And that's really what I'm trying to activate in people. 
I find myself like nodding along and smiling along as we're listening back to the clips. <laughs> That's so true. Michael went on to talk about those five things that activate your, your prey drive. One can be competition. One, fear of loss. It could be your environment, um, how our environment may support high expectations. It could be our exposure, contact with people of influences. So making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that you want to learn from and grow from. And then the last one, which is really uh, interesting, was embarrassment. This idea you're dissatisfied with how your life is versus how you want it to be. So that embarrassment Oof. almost pushes you to take action. But love the concept of being able to see it actively and then having the steps or the activation to go uh, and pursue it. Yeah. yeah, one of the biggest motivators for me is competition. Like competition just acts activates my prairie drive. I don't know. It's always been that way. All right. This next clip is from episode 223, Jeff Cohn. He and his team, they're like one of the number one teams in the nation. He was the number one team in unit sales for Berkshire Hathaway back in 2019. Absolutely crushing it. I love this clip because he talks about getting legions, lead generation for free. So internet leads. So starting in 2011, we partnered, uh, we created marketing service partners in mortgage, title, insurance, home inspection, and home warranty. And in the beginning, it was only about a thousand a month contribution. Today, it's over $12,000 a month contribution. 100% of that spend, none, none of it comes to me. It all goes to Boomtown. We chose to use Boomtown as our CRM uh, for anybody that's not in the residential real estate space. It's like a sales force for right. residential real estate. All of that spend has gone primarily to Google ads and Facebook ads, pay-per-click ads that would get generated. Since 2011, I've had, I've had over a million dollars in ad spend go to Boomtown on behalf of our marketing service partners. Out of that million dollar ad spend, it's created 100,000 leads. Now, the way it breaks down is it's a dollar a click. So when someone clicks on one of my little ads, they come to a website that forces them to register and say, middle finger, I'm not going to register. That happens 9 out of 10 times. But 1 out of 10 people register, meaning it costs me $10 a lead. Our conversion ratio is at 3% if I'm giving agents 30 leads a month. It's at 2% if I'm giving agents 50 leads a month. Right now, at my brokerage agents that take brokerage leads, they're converting at around 2% because we're giving them each 50 leads per month that are coming from these Google ads and Facebook ads. They are converting 2% of 50. So it ends up breaking down that each lead that gets converted costs $500. And then I actually charge a 50% referral fee. Our average commission is $6,000. I charge a 50% referral fee. I make $3,000. Less the $500, I'd make $2,500, which is a 5x return. But I'm not spending the money on the lead gen. So I'm actually getting an infinite return and I'm keeping all $3,000. Since the advent of Boomtown and when I started this strategy, we have done, we had a 2.5% conversion ratio on those 100,000 leads. So 2,500 sides that generated $33 million in gross commission income. That is unbelievable. Back up a second to make sure I didn't miss it. Are you getting the partners to pay for your lead spend with you? Yeah. Okay. Fully or are you chipping? I don't spend any money on leads. That's amazing, man. So, so what's your, because the natural thought for me is like, what's your pitch to go get them? Like what should the real estate agent go to their no partner? What's no the pitch. I send, I send a mortgage company, title company, insurance company, home warranty company, and home inspection company, hundreds of leads. And then I go to them and say, Hey, I'm spending 10, you know, thousands of dollars on lead gen and giving you these leads and you're not doing anything to help me build my business. Let's partner together. You spend money on leads. Those leads in turn are going to come around back to you. I can't legally tell my leads, my people to work with you, right. but I can add you to my website. I can put you in my purchase agreement, my listing agreement. I can add you to my vendor list. And so what we saw in the evolution of this relationship is from 2011 to 2015, I just did MSAs, marketing service agreements. Yep. In 2015, I looked at these businesses and said, 
why would I just do an MSA? I should own these companies. And so I, so I launched my title company and my insurance company in 2015. So you, you are a rock star. You, you are no, melting. You, no melting. My MSA. face is melting right now, people. My face is <laughs> That is just crazy. I literally am thinking to myself, my gosh, like every agent needs to take advantage of that and go get their vendors, their partners to pay for their legion. But what I want to point out on that clip that is just so powerful is he knows his numbers. Oh, I was going to say the he same knows thing. <laughs> all the way down to the conversion, to the cost. I mean, it's just unbelievable. He knows his numbers. You got to know your numbers. Absolutely. All right. Our next guest here from a clip that we're going to show from episode 257. This is Shannon Gillette. So Shannon is one of Arizona's leading residential real estate professionals. She also has a huge social media following. One of the reasons we had her on was because you follow her on social media and mm-hmm. kind of said, hey, I love what you're doing out there. Not only are you proving it through your transactions and, and what you're doing, she did $50 million in volume with 95 transactions last year, 90% of her deals are coming from Instagram. So here she talks about how you should be treating Instagram as a real estate agent, as a service-based sales professional. You have to, as a realtor, treat Instagram like a TV show and not a nonstop commercial. Hmm. Most realtors, when you go to their Instagram page, I feel like I'm being sold to. Like It's like a picture that says just sold or just listed. It's just all real estate. Nobody wants to follow that. People want to know you and kind of like they say, behind the curtain, your personal life. They want to know, like, and trust you. They want to feel like they're watching a TV show. So using Instagram in that way has been just my business every year has doubled and really coming back to like video and Instagram. So is YouTube, are you you saying when you said target market, are you actually running ads on YouTube that are bringing people into your content and then getting them over to Instagram? Is that sort of how it's worked? Yeah. So when I list a home, we take that 60 second home of the day video commercial. I am on every one of my videos, which I, if anyone's looking to implement video, um, the average human attention span is only about eight seconds. So we do a fast moving video commercial and I'm on every video in the front in the beginning. So now people recognize me when I'm not in public. It's like that no like, and trust. They see me, they see my personality versus just doing this nice drone video of a home. Like that's not going to help build your brand or your following or keep people really engaged. So I take that video and then I target market it on all the top social media platforms. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, my average video is getting anywhere from like 10 to 20,000 views within the first week. And um, on top of that, you have to have a call to action for if you are doing listing videos. So every one of my listings has its own website. I use a company called RelaHQ.com and I produce this, um, create this beautiful website for every listing has its own domain name. And then I have a tracking pixel ID on the back end of every website. So anytime someone clicks on that, I can continue to market them um, and the ads can continue. Now the retargeting is so powerful. Now, listening back to that, it was um, this idea of not only can you not be a full-time sales pitch on Instagram, but then you heard what she said about the pixel. She understands the marketing concept, the yep. actual technical side behind it in terms of every single one of her videos has a call to action that has a website just for it. And then she can track people who have gone to that website. She continue to market them, even though her entire content strategy is based around not selling. The actual tactical, the actual marketing techniques behind it are all based around getting people back into her funnel through the content. Yeah, selling without selling. Actually, the next clip we're going to show you 
is from episode 243. And this is another social media queen. Like she is the queen of TikTok. TikTok star. She has millions of <laughs> likes and probably views at this point on TikTok. This is Glenda Baker. She is a rock star real estate agent. She has like the top 74 team, I think, in the country. Unbelievable, killing it. But what I love about this clip is she walks through kind of what she does every week. And I think it's really powerful that you should add to your business. So I make 25 phone calls a day, 10 people that I know, 10 people that I don't know, and five people that I want to know. Mm. And I take copious notes after every single phone call. If you talked about going to Italy, if you talked about replacing your deck, if you talked about any home equity line to replace your windows, I made notes on that. So the next time that I call you, I can ask you about it. Um, so I am super into just being very, very present with my people. So not only am I using social media, but I'm calling them all the time. And we do 40 pop buys a month uh, where we pop by and see people in person. And then, of course, we use your products uh, every other month. And we get so much feedback on that. So for us, it's staying in front, staying in top of, staying top of mind, and staying in relationship. I'm not looking for return on investment. I'm looking for return on relationship. <laughs> that's so that good quote. yeah that's a hashtag right there think about that 25 calls a day 10 people I know 10 people I don't know 5 people I want to know yep. like that is so powerful if you can add one thing to your business in 2022 that's it it will change the game for you and if you follow Glenda and listen to other interviews she's on this is just kind of like a, a side note but the way that she introduces herself and she tells her story, it's the same every time. Yep. Think about that when presenting yourself or telling your own story, this ability to be able to walk people through in a, in a very compelling way. And she's got some fun little clips in there. I've been doing real estate since Jesus was a baby. Like she's got some of those fun clips in there, but very, very consistent in her message. And it's you can see how it's paid off in what she's been able to accomplish there on social media and in her business. Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. All right. Our next guest here is uh, the CEO of Curator. This is someone that we've been following for a long time. His name is Jimmy Mackin. This is back in episode 271. And we kind of started off this episode because this was when there was changes coming out to iOS privacy settings. Uh, this was during the 14.5 update. It's gotten even more aggressive with the new iOS 15 that's coming out. But basically, Apple is, is changing the privacy settings in order to make it harder and harder to target people on your digital ads. And Jimmy kind of took a step back and said, well, wait a minute, here we go. It, not necessarily, you don't have to worry about that if you're producing useful content and you have a content marketing strategy that's solid. So he walks through a framework in this clip where he walks through this idea of can I, should I, and then how do I do it? When you think about content marketing, one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're getting started is they don't set up their marketing inputs. Now, what I mean by marketing input is a resource that can act as a source of inspiration to fuel your content marketing plan. Mm. So marketing input, in, in, in my case, would be I, I look at Zillow Research, Redfin Research, 
Uh, I have a whole series of blogs and Twitter accounts that I follow. Uh, I, uh, I subscribe to my friends over at Thousand Watt. They have this new uh, service called Thousand Watt Inside that provides incredible insight about the consumer, pro, you know, uh, uh, these prop tech companies, and That's so awesome. you know, a, a face. Yeah, it's like a Facebook group with amazing, amazing thought leaders in the space. So I have, like, if you can imagine for a second, I had this bucket of resources that I tap into to get inspiration. And then once I find something that, like, piques my interest, then I think about how do I translate that into content for my audience, people who are top producing real estate agents who want to grow their business. And there's a framework you can use to help with this. And this is the can I, how do I, or excuse me, it's can I, should I, how do I framework. So you can break this up in a couple of different ways. Let's start with should I. Should I sell my house when the market is as hot as it is today? If home values are increasing, shouldn't I just wait, mm-hmm. right? Can I sell my house if I haven't been able to find a new home to move into? How do I buy and sell at the exact same time? So you can take this, this, this idea of like, let me get some really interesting data points around what's happening in the real estate industry because I've organized my marketing inputs. And let me use the should I, can I, how do I framework to think about content marketing ideas that would resonate with my audience. And so I think for, I think for anyone who's listening today, if you're thinking about getting started in this space... What I would be thinking very deeply about is like, what are the pain points and the problems and the frustrations that your customers are experiencing today? You know, I think, I think there's so many people out there, guys, especially when it comes to the seller market that we're in, there's so many people out there who are, who are frustrated, who are confused, who are overwhelmed. And there's such a, a void of information coming out of our industry. And I believe if an agent can step up and start answering these tough questions and doing it the right way, man, I, I think magic can happen. We, uh, we went on to talk to Jimmy about his own posting habits and kind of his own content media strategy. And I loved what he said there because he said, I'm not really concerned about being the person who posts the most on Instagram. Right. I'm just concerned about being the most inf- uh, useful information mm-hmm. on Instagram to my target market, top producing real estate agents who want to do more deals. Yeah, there's such a huge opportunity if you just go out there and you solve people's pain points and you actually educate them. I mean, we see that with Shannon. We see that with Glenda. We see that in Jimmy's framework. This next clip we're going to show you, uh, this guy literally grew his team from 15 to 76 agents, did over 800 transactions. I think his goal for 2022, because I've uh, connected with him on Instagram, is 1,500 transactions. But what I love about this interview is he teaches his agents what they should be doing really in their first like month and, and as they're onboarding, but he actually goes through his follow-up strategy and has this awesome acronym C test that he'll walk through for you on this clip. How many times do you call a lead or do you drip on them? What do you drip on them with? What, what's kind of your, what have you seen work for you and your team? So our speed of lead is like within five seconds. We do an acronym that I made up that's called C test, which is C-T-E-S-T, and it's call them. Uh, if they don't answer, you hang up, call them again. They don't answer, you hang up, you call them again. So you don't leave a voicemail. You do it three times in a row. If they pick up on the third time, we say, oh, I'm so sorry, I was trying to leave you a voicemail, but it clipped off. Um, hey, but you inquired about that little cute blue house. Oh, yes. like to see it. So we talk about the color of the house, and we talk about um, maybe the if it's like a street name. But we won't say, hey, you inquired about 123 Main Street. 
they'd be like, what, which one was one, two, three main street. So talk about the, the house that they clicked on. Uh, and then you try to set the appointment right away. I think people try to overqualify someone on the phone. If you get them on the phone, do not talk to them about lending. Don't talk about anything. Just talk about the area they're looking in and don't talk about that specific home. Because the person that comes in rarely ever buys that specific home. Mm. They go and look at it, but you want to show them more than one house. You want to show them three to four properties. If you show them one, there's zero time to build a rapport. So that first initial call, super quick, less than three to four minutes, get them off the phone, get the appointment for hopefully the day of or the next day, get everything done, show them three to four houses and set the appointment for the next house, just like a barber does. When you go and get your haircut, they say, hey, when do you want to come back? They don't want to call you to follow up, nor do they want you to go to another barber. Same thing. I don't want you to go to another real estate agent. So set that appointment for that next time you're going to go show houses. Send them a little email and a bomb bomb, which is a, a video message email uh, with like next steps and how to get pre-approved. When you're in person, then talk about lending and the next steps to get pre-approved. Mm. Don't talk about it on the phone. People don't like talking about money. The person who likes talking about money is a highly analytical person. And that's like 5% of the population. Mm. So you're alienating 95% of the people right away. So we always talk about it in person. Well, say that first call, they don't answer. So then the next thing you do, you do those three calls. Then you text them. Hey, so I inquired about this house and you'd screenshot it. If they don't answer, do dot, 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 let me know. Or if you can send a GIF or a GIF, whatever the heck it's called, send the one. It's like uh, in Finding Nemo, there's a girl tapping on the glass and it says, are you there? So we send that and it has a huge response. Or the one of uh, Elsa from um, one of the Disney movies. Uh, frozen. She's sitting outside of her sister's room and it says, Elsa, are you there? That's another one that gets like a ton of responses. That's awesome. So if they don't respond to that, then you do. Uh, so that's, that's the T text. Uh, e is email. So you'd send them an email. Hey, these are the properties you inquired about. Here's five others that you want to look at or that you'd be interested in. And then you set them up on a search. So we use Ylopo. Ylopo will send them listings every single day. You want them on your search site, not on the other's not Zillow, not Realtor.com because you want them to click on your stuff so that they see you. And then the last thing you do is you set up a task to follow up with that person. So that's C-test, call, text, email, search, task. So good. What I love about that is the triple calling. Like I think so many people with their leads, (laughs) they don't realize like they call one time, somebody didn't answer. And I'm telling you guys, just add the double dial technique. It will blow your mind how many more people will pick up if you call them two times, three times in literally the same moment if they're not picking up because people, they're like so curious at that point. All right, we've got two more clips to go. This next one is from episode 263. This is Lee Brown. Not only was she just a joy to speak to and such a great personality, she's a top-selling real estate agent in North Car- or Charlotte, North Carolina. She talks about this idea of push marketing versus pull marketing. Go back to marketing 101. There's two kinds of marketing. There's push marketing, which is what most people do. Here's a recipe card. Here's a days on market. Here's a flyer. Here's this, here's this, here's this. Maybe somebody will react, but usually you're just throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Pull marketing is where you want to be. Pull marketing says you're putting something out there that makes somebody else ask the question or give a reaction or engage with you in some way. And that's what builds your brand over time is the amount of pull that you're doing. So at the beginning of my career, my first nine years, my only goal was to be number one in Charlotte. So I went to every convention, grabbed every idea from top producers, wrote everything down. And the secret to that, I implemented. I didn't just write down my ideas. I said, that will work. Boom, try it. Boom, that's not my market. I'll try it. I didn't go in there with the sense of, well, I'm not that person that won't work here. That's not my price point. Whatever the excuse is a realtor will give. 
I said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Tried everything. And I made my way to number one in Charlotte. And that's all it takes is the desire to figure out what you want to have as a brand and then the implementation of action ideas. And I didn't re- I didn't create this, right? The beauty of real estate and back to that concept of abundance, we're in the profession where people will give you everything if you ask. Hey, Lee, can I try that system you talked about? Yeah, here's my form. Shazam, knock it out. Yep. Hey, can I copy your video on Instagram? Please do. You don't have to start from scratch. I know that I have a marketing mind and I've got a creative gift. Not everybody has that. That's cool. Find people who do and lean into their skills. I am an organized person now because other people shared their systems with me and then I made them better. And that's a give and take, a beautiful opportunity that we have. And it has to build from the beginning on. We went on to ask Lee, well, do you do, actually do push marketing? She's like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I do push marketing. Well, here's the, here's the point is the ability to pull people within your sphere, to pull people within your circle is going to be so much powerful in the long run when you do when they do have that service or that need that you provide to yep, them. Yeah, totally agree. So this last one, definitely not least, is she's, I would say, the queen of really sphere marketing, referrals. Uh, so not only is she doing tons of transactions with her team, but she really blew my mind at educating me that, hey, I'm asking for referrals to wrong way. In fact, stop asking for referrals and she walks through what she means. Because I always tell my clients, good people know good people. I loved working with you guys. I want to work with more people like you. I want you to duplicate yourself. You come across someone who's looking to buy or sell real estate or just has a question. Can you enter? And I never anymore use the word referral with my clients. Always I've I've learned referral is way overused. I've learned that referral comes with this connotation about you're going to get something if you help me. Because like when you go refer your dentist, you get $100 off, right? When you, it just, to me, it's an icky overused word. And once I started using introduce us and connect us interesting, and share us, my referrals went through the roof. And the, I still say referral internally. right? But the other thing that I think really transformed our business was our pipeline grew exponentially. Because what I would say is, you know, hey, Josh, if you know someone who's looking to sell this year, there's some things they need to start doing now. It's never too soon to contact us. Can you introduce me to your neighbor? Instead of, for whatever reason, the word referral, people think, oh, well, they're not ready yet. Oh, well, they're not pre-approved yet. Oh, well, they have to work on their credit. No, I want to know about those people now so I can nurture them. And so when I took away the word referral, all of a sudden, my pipeline is out. Like, I have a referral right now from a past client to a family who's he's going to retire next year and they want to move in the beginning of 2023. Now I'm trying to move that up a little bit because of the market. I'm afraid of what 2023 might look like. So I'm kind of, you know, we're working on it a little bit, but still the fact that I know about a potential listing in first quarter of 2023 sounds obnoxious, but I promise you in 2023, I'm going to be happy that I did the work now to get that, get that business. I wouldn't have gotten it if I just said, Oh, Tom and Lori, when you know someone who's ready to buy or sell, refer me. Mark and Kelly aren't ready to buy or sell right now. They're ready in two years. That is so, so good. Already got the introduction. The crazy thing is she's so in touch with the psychology of how people perceive the meaning of things now. And she's so right. Referral, it it so often has to deal with a transaction. You can get this credit. You can get this if you refer me. And just being so in tune with that to move to intro and connection is unbelievable. And then the urgency she creates by going, there's some things that they need to know now. 
if they're looking. I love that urgency. Not just knowing the psychology, but then, you know, being willing to adapt and actually change and take the risk to try something different that is closer aligned to what her clients and her sphere might be thinking. Also, we're going to have to have Barb back on because she's really gone through this idea of like authenticity on social media. You want to see someone who's authentic. She's gone through a period where she's kind of spoken a lot about stuff that are happening in her personal life and things like that. Really, really really powerful. Really has had a powerful impact both on myself watching it and then obviously her audience and her own growth. So there were some that we had to leave on the cutting room floor. I did want to give them special mention, though. Dustin Brom, this one was a great episode. It was episode 219. He is a Salt Lake City agent with EXP. He's His also podcast the host, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, of the Massive Agent Podcast. Something that connected with me, he talked about this idea about how he's an introvert. And so how do you become a rate, an, an agent where you're supposed to be dealing with people? You're supposed to be making the phone calls. You're supposed to be out there, you know, making all... But, but he was able to do that uh, as an introvert and do it really, really successfully. Jordan Mott was episode 255. He's a Silicon Valley agent, top 1% of realtors in the nation. He went from eight transactions in his first year to 41 transaction in his second. And then when we spoke to him, he had just closed 93 million in the first He was on the road to 100 million. Of his seventh year in real estate. So yeah, he ended, really all right, the year's not over, but I think he's pressing 125, 135, something like that, 135 million. It's unbelievable. And then another honorable mention is Tom Tool. Mm. Tom is actually local to us, but we had just gotten connected with him on the podcast because we had just heard so many great things about him in the industry. Tom is an unbelievable team leader and he has such a great team of agents. They do obviously tons of transactions, but how he motivates his team, how he sets up his systems, unbelievable. He also introduced me to the the 5 a.m. call, yeah. right? The 5 a.m. call that happens every day is a bunch of real estate agents. You guys should check it out. 5 a.m. call, Google that. You won't be disappointed. A couple other ones. Tim Harris was episode 261. He talks about this idea of how you have to stop buying leads. And then another one I really wanted to get into the clips, but we had a lot of social content in there was Matt Leonetti, episode 287. He really talked about how to be authentic on Instagram as well. And obviously that's working out very well for him. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get all of the links to each of those full episodes that we talked about over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to show your support, first way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review along with a rating. We will read it here on the show. And the best way is to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Your action item from this is go watch and listen to all those episodes. That is your action item. Then implement. If you want to choose one of the clips you heard today, I would encourage you to do the 25 calls a day. That will change the game for your whole business. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers. Top producers take action. Take action on that today. 